Hello boys and girls, welcome back to the Shoots and Jobbers. Uh, of course, my name is Fergus Adley and of course we're joined by Sean. Say hello, Sean. Hello, Sean. Uh, and, and Tom, top 10 wrestling as well. Hey, I'm here too. What's up? I'm off camera. I'm seven feet tall apparently, but I'm here too. They can't see. <laughs> they can't see. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a podcast. It's not on video. No, it's a podcast. Oh, okay, well, we cool. We to do highlights on our YouTube channel. Let's, Let's not talk about how I've <laughs> mismanaged the YouTube channel completely and kind of left it in the dust for a few months. Let's not talk about it. And instead, <laughs> let's introduce our guest we have on the show. And, and wait, first, it is, it is our 10th episode. Uh, so it is a bit of an anniversary. So we thought we'd bring back someone who we all thought this was one of our favourite interviews we've done so far. And I know me and Sean, we've done no, interviews outside of wrestling. Anyway, uh, please welcome back Mr. Lee Hustle Malone. Up, boys. Up. I'm livid about the mismanagement of the YouTube channel. I'm, I'm furious. <laughs> So sorry. I can't, yeah, yeah. I may have left it in the dust for about three months, but it's all good. Bear it in we mind. Just, we just forgot about that. And bear it in mind, you run a, a wrestling YouTube channel. You'd think you'd know. Uh, I mean, our last video on there was a video about money in the bank, which is yeah. like three months ago. Just to put it in a perspective, there's like three videos in the last of the money in the bank. Well, wasn't that video we just talked about like Alistair Black, yeah. King the Black Mask and Maya Jax? Yeah, that was that's, it. That was like the entire video we uploaded. And, and we joked. Content. And we joked about Otis winning. And he oh won. My God, yeah. <laughs> we had predictions. You heard it here first. Uh, we predicted Otis. Yeah, we're the reason Otis won. Don't really listen to the podcast, I think. You guys probably put it into the universe, like the secret. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's mainly me. I'm the biggest Otis advocate of all time. Like, <laughs> you guys didn't like him until I never shut the fuck about him on the podcast. <laughs> all right. right. Anyway, how have you been, Lee, since we last uh, spoke to you? What's been happening with you? All good. What's been happening? Absolutely nothing in British wrestling. So I'm glad you got me to watch SummerSlam because no shows, no bookings. Um, yeah, just just training hard and uh, and, and keeping at it. And, um, nice. Yeah, I had such a good time last time that I thought I'd... Am I your first two-time guest? Two times! Two times! The two times. Yeah, yeah, you, you officially got the fourth most appearances on the podcast. <laughs> well done. Well done. Uh, I know that you two are first and I'm, I'm second. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're I number one. Two, I missed two episodes. Um, but yeah, appreciate you coming back on the show. Uh, and stick around because Hustle has been grinding the fuck out of the summit. And I think everyone wants to know more about it. So he will... Mate, you might let us in at the end of the show. But yeah, stick around for that. That would be very good. Also, so worth mentioning, first Shoots and Jobbers episode, all three of us were in person together. We are. Oh, yes, we are all in person because before this, we all were back home. In and now, three different countries. Now we have all moved back to uni because that's how we know each other and we are actually in the same place. Like, that's look at this. You, you can hear this. I just slapped <laughs> Fergus. Like, that was real. You heard that. And uh, hopefully, in a few weeks' time, we'll be in a proper studio. I realise you met through uni. I met Fergus at a furry convention. <laughs> <laughs> is the podcast experience different when you can all smell each other? Yes. 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 Fergus it, stinks. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, hopefully we'll have a studio maybe in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. Yeah, yeah we've got a multi-millionaire investor. Yes. Oh, yeah, Vince it's, Russo. It's Vince, Vince Russo. <laughs> Vince Russo is investing in shoots and jobbers. I don't think he is. Anyway, shall if he saw my YouTube channel where I like shit talked to him, he probably would. <laughs> shall we get to SummerSlam then? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, let's go on SummerSlam. Um, we'll okay, it. so uh, opening match, kickoff show, pre show. Yeah, we didn't watch this, did we? No, we didn't. <laughs> we, we played, we actually have been playing Journey. Have you heard of Journey of Wrestling Hustle? No, what's that? 
This sounds like an advert. All right. What's NordVPN? Here we go. I promise you we're not sponsored, but I've been kind of tweeting at him a bunch Sponsor saying us. how good the game is to try and get sponsored, but he hasn't responded. But basically, <laughs> Journey of Wrestling, it's a it's like this browser-based wrestling game where you kind of just book the shows and they've added like a new update where basically you can do multiplayer. So me, Fergus, and Sean have been battling in the ratings trying to get the best shows possible. And we were playing that before SummerSlam. And we can tell you about some of the stipulation matches we did. Yeah. Um, Fergus is insane. So Ferg- Fergus is managing okay. NXT. I am managing AEW. And I'm managing Tom main roster. It's just the main roster Raw. Yeah. And you can book whatever you want. You book all your storylines. We did a draft to see who'd get what. And Fergus... I drafted. A- oh, my gone, gosh. I drafted Vince in Russo. the fifth round. Fergus is full-on Vince Russo with so, his booking. It's yeah. Talk about the- because basically what Raw. happens... What, what happens is... If you want to get good ratings in this game, you just do stupid stuff that works. So, for example, I, I, I made AJ Styles raid AEW and on his own, and he won, and he's now been banned. Um, I, and I, in my opening, Brock Lesnar attack Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and then in the opening show, I basically decided not let's do every single match would be like a different stipulation. He did war games. So I did this war games, uh, like a TLC, a Royal Rumble. And I, I, did I get five stars? Just talk yeah, about what you can do on TV show. Oh, shit. Weekly TV show. There's a, so there's a stipulation you can do a brawl. You can set a location anywhere, which for Fergus Adley is too much power. <laughs> so you set a brawl up in Scunthorpe. And it, it was called, it was called, it was the Scunthorpe the Scrap. Scunthorpe Scrap. <laughs> so it was Tyler Bate and Pete Don versus uh, Kip Sabian and Cesaro. Yeah, very good match. Actually, it me. was. It was like four stars as well. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, if Journey of Wrestling, if you do want to, you know, yeah. sponsor us. Journey of Wrestling, if you're listening, hello. Sponsor us, world famous just sponsor wrestling podcast. And the A side of this podcast. How's that, uh, how that sponsorship called you the other day, Tom? Oh, let's talk about my Ridge Channel Legend sponsorship that fell through. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's just go on to SummerSlam. We're, we're yes. bloody. Oh, okay. Not the words. So, Fergus, what was the first match in the card? Um, are we talking pre-show? Or? Well, no. we, didn't, we didn't watch the pre-show, so we can't really talk about it, can we? <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> it was Oscar Bailey, wasn't it? No, it was a Raw Tag Team Championship match. It was a street I'm profits. very sure it was Oscar It was 100% Sasha versus Bailey. <laughs> it was 100%. No, on the Raw show itself, uh, on a SummerSlam, yeah, the title match. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Which, sorry. Fergus sorry. isn't prepared as usual. Professional. So, gentlemen... Tom, I'm going to go to you. Go ahead. What did you think of the women's title match? You know what? I, I think Asuka and Bailey are both very good, especially Asuka. Very big, fan of, very big fan of Asuka. I've always said I think she's brilliant. And I think it, I, I, was my, I didn't have like too much expectations because while they're both very good, they faced off so many times like yeah. in the past yeah. couple of months. I'm bored. I'm bored of them. Yeah. I feel like but every week. I think, I think they did well. It was like an 11-minute match about that. Yeah. Paced really well. I thought, I think the piped-in crowd noises really helped. I think Pikachu being in attendance, he seemed like he was having a great time at the <laughs> SummerSlam. <laughs> Shouts out Pikachu, the, the boy. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty decent match. And um, what, what did you guys think then? I, I did. And so obviously, because as we'll get on to... Asuka had two title matches tonight. She had the Raw and the SmackDown Women's Titles uh, Championship matches. And the reason why Bailey went first is because she lost the uh, Beat the Clock Challenge on, was it, was it the SmackDown? Yeah, they just kind of yeah, destroyed Naomi. <laughs> where Naomi somehow lost to Sasha Banks in like three minutes and then managed to pin Bailey clean in like about two, in about a minute, mm. which is very strange because. 
why was Naomi able to do that? Yeah. Don't ask those questions. Either way, <laughs> Bailey went first. And Fergus, what was the result? Unfortunately, Bailey pinned Oscar, which which makes oh, sorry, As- Oscar. Can you talk the way you pronounce Oscar? So right? yeah, he says Oscar. Oscar. <laughs> it's it's Japanese. Like he says, <laughs> he says Oscar. <laughs> he goes Oscar, not Oscar. Oscar's a boy's name, mate. <laughs> um, yeah. So Bailey defeated Oscar, which makes sense with the finish, how it ended. And it makes sense for what happened later on. Yes. Show. What do you think, Hustle? Were you a fan of Oscar? How they suddenly, <laughs> sorry, Oscar? They gave, Asuka. they gave her the belt at SummerSlam, and then they sort of just sacked her off instantly, didn't they? Well, they gave her after Money in the Bank, and they did like yeah. nothing with the original ring. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. What do you think, Hustle? Yeah, it is always a bit naff when someone gets handed a belt because um, you, you can't, as a fan and as a performer, you just can't celebrate, can you? You can't be like, yeah, it's just kind of like. Oh, all right, fair enough. But if you are going to have somebody wrestle twice on a night, uh, Oscar is isn't a bad choice. Food uh, <laughs> to have for it. Do you know what I mean? There are worse people that you could have wrestle twice in a night. Um, oh yeah, exactly. She's, and also, she's, she, she, to me, she's like the Kurt Angle of women's wrestling. And I only think of that because I did what? a video. I did a video on Kurt Angle recently where he wrestled three times in one night. Oh, that's the reason I think of that. But he, she's she's work rate is what I'm trying yeah, to say. Like yeah. She's a proper work rate wrestler. I said, and she's very consistent in everything she does. I think. Yeah, yeah, I said last night that she's definitely for me the best in ring woman's performer. Yeah, I think yeah. her and Charlotte I are think the two best in ring in WWE. You know, probably the world for women's wrestling. I am worldwide. Yeah, um, them uh, two. I I really hope at some point she gets her like the angle that she always kind of wanted with Ember Moon, how they always like, it kept looking like it was going to happen. Yeah. And then Ember getting her or Asuka got called up. And it like, those two together were sick. I, I hope they get that at some point. I've watched a wrestle live at TakeOver like three years ago. It was mm. unbelievable. And like, it, it just, I think the problem is the uncertainty with Ember Moon right now. Like who knows if she's going to return. Yeah. And as well as that, if she does return, like it seems that they really aren't invested in her at all. Like, Which is disappointing. Because before, yeah, like she got injured, like, what were they doing with her? Like, they're pretty Fuck much home. nothing. Yeah. yeah, pretty much nothing. All right, and so next up was the Raw Tag Team Championship match. We had the Street Profits defending against Angel Garza and Andrade. And now, I thought that this match shouldn't really have happened. I don't really see why Angel Garza and Andrade were really in the picture for the title. Again, every single week on Raw, we see the these. But because they are... They're, they're the fucking, only teams on Raw. No, they're the best teams. Like, fucking Gaza and Andrade are two insane singles wrestlers. You yeah. put them together, like Sheamus and Cesaro, and they could carry that, like, like the tag team division based purely off wrestling. Yeah, but that's exactly it. I, All, think, I prefer to see them as singles, guys, honestly. Not yeah, me too. Team. Like, this, this dissension that's obviously going to happen, it's so slow-burning. Because you think they're going to break up, but then they're just fine. Then they hate each other. Then they're just fine. There's no real story. It just seems mm-hmm. like they just keep getting annoyed at each other and they're not actually working in any like, angle. They did this whole poisoning angle just for it to be Zelina Vega. Like, yeah, which has been, which is very weird. Which is like the, the theory right from the start. Yeah. It was always her. And then, oh yeah, it is her. So what, cool. do, <laughs> what do you think? Because you've wrestled in both tag teams and singles. Do you think with a tag team, you should put two singles wrestlers together or do you think it should be purely based off two good friends who work well together and you're like, we are going to be booked as a tag team and only a tag team? Or what, what, what are your thoughts with that, with two great singles wrestlers coming together as one? 
I mean, I definitely agree with you guys. I think Andrade should be in like the main title picture. He had, uh, uh, in, in my eyes, he had the best match in NXT history with Gargano. Like, they had like no story or anything going into it, and they painted this beautiful picture. Like, Andrade for sure should be should be everywhere. But then again. I think there's a lot to be said about being a utility player. Uh, guys like Jericho. Jericho wrestled in the IC division after he'd won the world title. He was in a tag team with Big Show. He was in a, you know, um, you, you look at guys like Sheamus. You can put Sheamus in any division on the card. True. And kind of like chucking guys together. Uh, I mean, look at guys like Cesaro, right? Cesaro was kind of just floating around. And he should be a singles wrestler and he killed it. Yeah. But... You stuck him with Sheamus and they were the bar, and it was amazing. So, oh, he's been in three teams amazing. He was with Tyson Kidd, he was with Sheamus, now he's with Nakamura. And, and, and he's, all really great. he's someone who can literally work well with anyone because he is a he's he's a brilliant, he's like one of the he's best brilliant. technical wrestlers. Oh, he's one of the best, yeah. he's amazing. He's one of the best, ever do it. of course. Yeah. He, really he, should, he, he has potential to do a lot, but he's just the, I don't think a lot of fans are behind Cesaro. No, well, yeah, well, I mean. They are. They're not as, as as they should be because the booking's not. Very yeah, but when yeah. they there was a point where they were behind him and they still didn't push him. Like mm. 2014 was like a Heyman guy. They did not go with him. But anyway, the match we're meant to be talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the actual show. <laughs> yeah, no, Leah, do get what you're saying. It is a bit uh, sort of like a Clash 22. Then you know you can have two great wrestlers, single wrestlers working together. Uh, yeah, I do get you. Uh, so what are your thoughts on the actual match? Did you enjoy it? Um, yeah, like I enjoyed it, but it, like I, I don't want to be, uh, I, I don't want to put these guys down because they, they work real hard. But like you say, we see these guys all work each other yeah. for the last, you know, six months or so, right? Yeah. In different combinations and yeah. slight tweaks on stipulations and stuff. And part of me thinks, okay, Maybe they don't want to blow their load and do something crazy because, you know, in terms of booking the angle or in terms of performing a match, because it's COVID and you might as well wait to do the cool stuff when after COVID. Time. But like, true. you've got to do some cool stuff now. Yeah, um, that, that's true. Um, that, that actually is a good point because I think it was something that's kind of related to something that came out of AEW a couple of weeks ago that it came out that they were holding back on pushing their main stars, like pushing new talent, because they didn't know, are the crowd going to like them? So they kind of have, wrestling companies kind of have a situation now where they're thinking, do we just go ahead and do all our cool storylines that we have planned? Or do we wait until there's a crowd and then we have to just have the same repetitive thing over and over again, just as a placeholder? And I think that's what this match suffered with. It's just, it's just a placeholder match. That's what I think. That's part yeah. of the reason why we maybe had the best of ten series with the Viking Raiders. Although I loved, oh it so yes, much. although yes. I loved it so much. You know, you, you can tell that I was probably just to pad out their title reign. Yeah. It's because the tag division is so slim, so you have to like stretch yeah. out these feuds. True. Like, who do they have beyond Viking Raiders? And, Gaza, two. and yeah. Street Profits, who they have beyond those three teams, not much. In time. That's it. We, we we mentioned like Ember Moon and stuff, right? Part of me thinks that she will get a push when she comes back, purely because how many times have we seen Bailey versus Asuka? How many times have we seen Sasha versus Asuka? Or like, there's only so many combinations here without throwing something crazy into the mix. Um, and yeah, I, I watched the um, after SummerSlam they played the uh, WWE 24 for 
Yeah, maybe. yeah, we were gonna watch that, but then it was it was a bit we were absolutely shattered. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah, it was pretty late. Um, but it was really good. Cena's talking about the um, the Firefly Funhouse match, and he said like, "Look, I've spent twenty years saying to myself, I've got to feed off the crowd. I've got to listen to the crowd. Now there's no crowd. All it means it doesn't mean you can't paint. It just means you've got to paint with different colors. So, uh, I guess yeah, it's just it's just thinking differently. It's just it's just branching out. And if the division is thin, then you know, pitch some ideas, go crazy, try something. You know, even when I not to jump ahead, but like in between the two women's title matches, I thought they would have done something different in one of them. Like yeah. one of them is like a Brock Lesnar match. Like, as you know, Asuka's pissed off in the first match. So she just murders Sasha Banks later or something. I just thought they'd try and spice it up. With imagine, yeah. imagine Twitter if that had happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All the Sasha yeah. Banks fans. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, moving on to the next match, which was a no DQ, should have been a hair match. Loser leaves show, yeah. WWE. Uh, Mandy Rose versus Sonya Deville. Huh? It wasn't hair for a year. No, it should it have been. Gonna, it should oh, have right, been. Sorry, yeah. sorry, so it sorry. was going to be, but... You know, I can understand why they were they removed that stipulation given the real yeah. life events that happened. And I think this is such a long storyline. These guys have been together since they were in Tough Enough, right? Oh yeah. And now they're finally yeah. broken up, and um, Mandy's got the dream boy in her life. I'm jealous of Mandy. <laughs> I, I want to. Um, <laughs> no, but the storyline that they've actually put on, like as much as we hated it, it's been really good. No, it's been one of the It's best been a really good storyline. They got that the SmackDown hack is involved at one point. Yes. Whatever, yeah. whatever happens to those guys. But <laughs> we don't ask those questions, Tom. Uh, Otis versus Ziggler was a decent match for me. Yeah. The moment with Mandy and Otis, like if there was a crowd for that, oh my god, that would be the biggest pop of the night. But um, obviously, the, there was a lot of sort of it was weird that all of a sudden it became a loser leaves WWE match. But we did find out that. Yeah, some yeah, so uh, you know we don't want to talk about it too much. Yeah, so, so stuff sort of happened with Sonya. We we didn't know if maybe she's just taking a break from the business, or maybe she's like, I've had my time. But it it was a really good like they played the whole storyline off match. really well. Yeah, and the way Mandy like Mandy Rose, she she's not the best women's wrestler. Like none of her moves, she didn't connect that knee like very well at all. No, like Sonya Sonya was so good in that she yeah. beat the shit out of her, which is what made sense. And I, for a second, I thought, shit, maybe Mandy Rose is leaving. My favorite part. And Otis, Otis was going to cash in on Mandy and be like, Yo, you're not leaving, you're he, not leaving. When he went out at the end, it looked like he was cashing in on something. I was so confused. Like, yeah, it was so doing? weird. He probably ran out like a proper cash-in like, run. <laughs> I was like, what's this madman doing? <laughs> he did not need to bring the briefcase out for that. No, <laughs> not at all. Do you know who else didn't need to bring the briefcase? <laughs> He did. <laughs> All your listeners, Fergus has a briefcase that he flexes around. His yeah. Fergus has day. an actual like briefcase that he bought off the WWE store, and he just brings it around. And just, I, oh, I carry it around. He also um, shouts, "Oh yeah!" every ten seconds. Just round. Just like oh yeah! Stuff. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> that is going to hurt people's ears if they're listening with headphones. <laughs> Sorry, headphone users. Um, but yeah, it was really good. It was proper Brock Lesnar style, and then all of a sudden the underdog came through. But I, I just would have loved to have seen Sonya Deville. Is really good wrestler. She's a really good wrestler. Sonya is oh, yeah. really just, she's she's really slick in everything she does. She's everything had, was really clean. Yeah, really real. Yeah, it just it just flows. It's, it, that's the word. We thought about how this flows. match actually had two matches in one. It was Mandy versus Sonya and Mandy versus the table. Like she could not. Oh my god! Did you see that, Lee? 
Oh, yeah. Do you know what? This was my favourite match of the night. Um, really? It was. I'll tell you why. Because you always hit your mates harder than anybody. Yeah. And oh, that first, yeah. like, three quarters of that match, they were welling each other, mate. Like, Sonia with the knees to the gut and the forearms, like, it was proper, like, heavy. And it was only when they got a little bit, like, if they called something on the fly or they got a little bit nervous, did stuff start looking a little bit, you know, a little bit loose. Yeah. Um, and you could tell, like, how confidence got knocked with that table. But, like, mate, Mandy Rose is, like, a four foot tall, mate. That table came up to, like, a chin. Of course, yeah. it's going to be heavy. If yeah. anything, it just makes it look a bit more legit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. But I, 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 I thought it was banging. Well, yeah, also, I was going to say, you know, Mandy and Sonia are two people who are like inexperienced when it comes to singles pay per view matches. Like they've never really had an opportunity true. like this before. True. So for their first time, like on like, a big stage like SummerSlam, yeah, I think, I think they delivered. Yeah, they delivered. and hopefully, hopefully, this isn't Sonia gone forever. Yeah. Hopefully, we will. I don't think it is. I, I think she's. Probably I, I think she's. I think she's joining Retribution. Obviously. That's what I Remember my prediction for retribution? Oh my! Right, right. You guys, no, you guys have to hear this out. Sean my. had a really fucking good idea, and Lee, you will be the judge of Sean's booking decisions. Okay, right. Sean, we're, so I, we're pitching it to you right now. So you're I head, just you're the head booker. <laughs> so I just just randomly during the show last night, I got this idea of what I and I was full sure that this is what they were doing. He even tweeted it out. He tweeted it out as well. No one retweeted. I was like, <laughs> if this happens, I would have been a genius. I thought that the retribution would interrupt the main event, the universal title match. And then I thought that they would use that and Otis would cash in. And it turns out that he's the leader of retribution. And he's not this idiot working man. He's actually an evil genius. And he's just tricked everyone into thinking that he's this idiot and he's fumbled his way into the Money in the Bank briefcase, but he's actually an absolute genius. And that's why... Remember, whenever Retribution came in, they were saying that they used different people in the suits than who is actually going to be in Retribution. That's because Otis, you wouldn't, you'd instantly know if you saw Otis in that. In yeah, black. you just hear yeah. in the background, yeah. you'll be walking down the WWE corridor and just going, oh yeah. It's <laughs> just it's slowly coming up. And Lee, I was, I was full it's certain, full were... certain that I was correct on this. I may still be right. I don't know. I mean, but as we found out, so not right. what do you think? What, what is that? What do you think? Yeah, I hate that. I kind of like it. Um, what I don't want is I don't want to see Raw, which starts with like Otis in a suit doing like that Seth Rollins promo for 20 minutes every week. But I, I, I want a moment and then I, I want to enjoy that moment of the big turn and reveal. And then after that, I want us to just all pretend it was a dream. And then we just go back to, oh, pretty lady. I want that again. <laughs> My beach, Mandy. Mandy. He should like turn heel. And then actually the serious thing. And then at one point, Manny tries to convert him. He starts like hulking up like Hulk Hogan did and turns back into the old Otis. You know what does add credence to the theory, though, right? That he ran to... So, Mandy Rose... But bear in mind, right? I found this stat out today that that match was history-making because Sonia Deville and Mandy Rose were both 0 and 11 in pay-per-view records. Jesus. And by Sonia losing, she now has the worst pay-per-view record of any woman in WWE history, right? Now, I'm sure she doesn't give a shit because she had a great match, a single oh, yeah. match at the time on pay-per-view with her mate. Big show of the year. That's wicked, right? I'm sure she loves it. it. Otis, right, 
loving, supporting boyfriend comes out to see his girlfriend's first win on pay-per-view, not booked on the pay-per-view, comes out with his briefcase before he hogs his girlfriend, does the worm, right? What a piece of shit. <laughs> what a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, it's all about him, and he's just manipulated his way into getting a very pretty girlfriend. Were we talking about Mandy's worm that she did? Oh, that was... She, <laughs> it's she not really, the worm, it's the caterpillar. She tried. It's she the tried, I'll give her that. It's the caterpillar. She really tried. It was, uh, it was beautiful. I wanted, I wanted to see Sonya do even though she lost, she just joins in. She just, <laughs> she just, oh. she just, like, yeah, now. Some other Joe gets it. Breaks kayfabe, does like a spinner Rooney. She's like, well, I'm, well, I'm out of the company anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, next up, um, the match that we were all waiting for yes. Dominic Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins. And this, like, if you. If you, it's like I always put it to Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho, you're being trained by Chris Jericho. But Dominic Mysterio, son of Rey Mysterio, you could see through the match, right, that Seth Rollins was saying to him, like, you could tell, as like, yeah. you know, Lee, like, you're training with someone, you're in like a match with someone who's bigger than you, like, for example, who uh, you wrestled, who was the guy you wrestled first, T Bone? Yeah, first big yeah. man I wrestled. So, you know, when you're going through and they're like, right, mate, calm, let's slow down and like, do this, do that. Just calling it. You could see that Dominic was still nervous and Seth was still doing that to him. Yeah. Which was really nice to see. Also, Seth's outfit. Oh he my wore, gosh. He wore Rey Mysterio's mm. Halloween Havoc 1997 outfit. Nice little callback there. That Seth Rollins always brings out the good outfit for SummerSlam. Yeah. Always. He does, yeah. But Dominic Mysterio, he had a really impressive performance. He was great. He, he, he great. really did himself justice. Like, for someone like you, you have to remember is that is his debut, it's his first yeah. wrestling match. And he no, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't. Well, his first WWE. Well, WWE, yeah. yeah, okay. But like that is his debut match in WWE. He's how old is he? Twenty three yeah. years of, of age. He's like, one of the best guys in the company. Yeah, like you, cu- shows, you like. couldn't have a better scenario, especially as you said, for like, having someone. Like as much of a veteran as Seth yes. Rollins, because Seth Rollins, he's done the full era of WWE. He's been there for like ten years now, literally yeah. ten years. He's no seven, no t- ten years. When the Shield did the no, no Seth Rollins, twenty twelve. So obviously it's twenty twelve. Yeah, that's NXT. NXT that was Shield NXT. NXT yeah. So, but, but he's he's a, he is the veteran of the company, and we were saying how perfect Rollins is right now, weren't we, Tom? How much we love Rollins. I, I right think now. this is one of his best runs at the moment right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Personally. It's so good, like the evolution of his character, like all his gimmicks really work together. When you can see how the change happened from like Shield to Architect to Heel to Face and now to Messiah, and the spot where he was about to fucking curb stomp Rey Mysterio's uh, wife and Dominic's mum, he was fully yeah. ready to beat the shit out of that her. one. Was a it was weird. weird. He was walking on the ramp. Like, come on, come on. <laughs> anyway, what did you think of it then? Uh, Really good debut for Dominic, definitely. Really impressive. Yeah. Um, people were talking over the weekend, they were comparing like Dominic with uh, Pat McAfee. I don't know if you guys saw the NXT yeah, show yeah. the day before. Um, yeah, just two guys, really early matches in their careers against really big names. And it's interesting to watch it because like, uh, when Dominic did, like, I think Seth went out to get the kendo stick, Dominic did a kip up and drop kicked him. And it was a lovely drop kick. Yeah. You know that that's in his control, but yeah. some of the pacing and some of the nuanced stuff, you know that like 
a lot of that credit needs to go to Seth and Adam Cole because like yeah. the safest possible hands. Um, yeah, exactly. And like after this, Dominic is never gonna get another like oh you look like Walter joke ever again. Like oh <laughs> shit, he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> he never noticed. Oh my that. god, I've not noticed that he does. Uh, well, it looks like he, he is gonna get that because you guys just noticed. Well, I don't know. Was, um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but that's why there was a clip last year after Dominic turned up on Raw. Uh, Walter had a Fight Club Pro show against a uh, match against Chris Brooks, and Walter right. did a step on nine, and that's why he did it. Oh, hey. <laughs> oh, I, I, watched that I think I have seen. Versus Chris Brooks sounds bad. Oh, fucking fight! But anyway, yeah, for for me, and I think we, I think you how well he did for his debut. Yeah. yeah. Because no, because he has massive shoes to fill and he's got a fucking long way to go. Yeah. But I would have loved to have seen Dominic Mysterio go through the NXT sort he of probably ranking. Will yeah, I think... We'll I would love to see Triple H come out and cut a promo and be like, I'll, like, you may not have won, but I would love to sign you. Like, you know, like somewhere like a contract signing for I mean, NXT or something. The main takeaway with this match is like, where's Dominic be next? Like, there's lots of possibilities to go with that. Yeah. But do you, do you know my... One of my favorite things about Dominic is that obviously, as you said, Ferg, he has big shoes to fill. He's, you know, Rey Mysterio's son, but he's not the size of Rey Mysterio. You know, he's not going to be a high flyer. He's a big guy and he's his own skill set and his own moves, which I think is really good because you, you they're not a one-to-one comparison. Yeah. It's not just, well, your dad could do this and you can't. He, he can make his own style. Mm-hmm. Which I think is great, and I think his his career is just—he's got so much potential. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. I mean, he's primarily trained. Um, I mean, yeah, he's trained by Ray, but he's primarily actually trained by Lance Storm. Wow, really? Oh, those are like. Two... But I think the wrestling scene's different because, like, when Ray was breaking out, his height and stuff was like, okay, you're a million miles away from everybody else. Yeah. Now, like, he's like that same height as everyone in NXT. Yeah, true. And I mean, Ray and Lance Storm are like so contrasting. So that's like yeah. two great people to have. Yeah, because Dominic can learn like two different styles like that. And yeah, because he can do a six one nine. He did a six one nine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he can still do that. Um. So yeah, fucking brilliant. I yeah, hope, I hope match. we do see something. Yeah, maybe. But then, for the next match, we the have final women's match of the night. Yes, we have uh, the other women's title the match. The Raw Women's Championship. Oscar versus Sasha Banks. Oscar. Os- Oscar. Oscar versus Sasha Baron Cohen Banks. Baron Cohen. Fuck Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> oh. oh no, Tom. Uh, you Tom. Up. Oh yeah. I'm shopping that later. Uh, yeah, that's the thumbnail of this. <laughs> well, there won't be a thumbnail because well, there's no. I'll bring back the channel just to make that a thumbnail. <laughs> That's anyway, that we have that on record. We're holding you to that. Uh, no. um, what do you think, Ferg? I don't know. I, I'm bored. I'm bored of Banks. I'm so bored. Of, I'm bored of Banks and Bailey. They're they're the. Well, you're bored of them being together. Is what yeah. you mean? Yeah, I'm yeah. bored of yeah. seeing this storyline. They don't need both belts. In my opinion, Oscar should have won both belts. She should have fucking. She's the best. Oh. She and then Charlotte Flair. Because then you still, because then you still oh, have no. a double champion, and they've literally just done no, that twice in the women's division. One of them, 
Sad Bailey and Sasha can feud with that. I need to keep one of the titles on Asuka, the Raw one. Generally, yeah. so she can feud with Charlotte. No, no. with Becky. Oh, and if, if Asuka has both, then there. if Asuka has both, then they so have the same situation because it's still double champion. Oscar yeah. two belts. <laughs> yeah, I'm two belts. Two belts. Firstly, oh. I thought this was one of my favorite women's match of the night. I thought personally. Yeah. I, like I said before, I, I said Asuka and Charlotte, like I said before, I said Asuka and Charlotte, I think are the two best women in the ring, and I think Sasha Banks definitely close behind them. Yeah. In my opinion, I think Sasha Banks has always been really, uh, really consistent in the ring. Uh, again, this is another match that's just happened on Raw like many times. They had the match yeah, with so many times. Like, Kyrie Sane's final appearance was because of this. That's why I'm just bored of seeing. Just, yeah. But well, they I are did... the best. So, sorry. No, so you go ahead. Well, please. I was just going to say. We are bored because they are the best women in their in in the division. That's why they're putting their best women on pay per view to obviously to get money and make a good show. Yeah. Um, but it would be nice to see something like we see an unsuspected star like Liv. Mo- like I know we joke about all the time, but Liv Morgan maybe seeing maybe not on pay per view, yeah. but just a standard title match. Yeah, yeah. And then I mean, they got payback next week. They can. And someone like Shotzi Blackheart would have been, or, or Tony or, Storm yeah. versus Banks or versus Oscar. But still, Tony Storm versus yeah. Oscar would be brilliant. Mm. I but, personally prefer to see Tony Storm versus Asuka, not Tony Storm versus Oscar. <laughs> but and the thing Oscar that I, versus Tony. <laughs> the thing that I did really like about this is because obviously, if you're going to have Asuka in two title matches in one night you're going to give her at least one belt. You know, and if you're going to break up Sasha and Bailey, you're going to have one of them lose. And I think this was the right one to lose the women's belt because it, or the raw belt because it means that whenever this feud actually happens and this breakup happens, it's going to be for the SmackDown belt because obviously Bailey had it for a year and Sasha's had to just kind of sit by her side and it, it's only right that she will get to take that belt off her after, you know, sitting on the sidelines for a year. Do you agree, Lee? Yeah. Um, Bailey losing is definitely more of a big deal than Sasha losing. So it, yeah. it's okay for Sasha yeah. to lose. Got it. You know what I mean? She's just got the side plates put on. But, um, yeah, in terms of... I, I'm always a little bit gutted when I'm watching a match and I'm spending more time thinking about, well, what are they going to do on Raw next week? What, yeah, what's the next that's week? true. That's very true. It's like I couldn't enjoy the match as much because I kept sitting there thinking like, right, well, if Sasha loses here, they're clearly going to feud over Bailey's belt. So then who does that move in to face? So Asuka's yeah. out of the picture now. Who's they, who are they facing next? The reversals and stuff between the submissions at the end. Oh, yeah. Um, some lovely reversals back and forth. Oh, yeah. But, um, I think there, I guess it's more of a gripe of submissions, but it is always a pain when it's like, because Asuka almost had the Asuka lock in like a whole bunch of times. She did. Yeah. It's, um, how, how can I think of it? Like, you know, when like you're beating up Kane, right? Like, we will beat up Kane. And, and, yeah, last week. Yeah, caught all the time. Um, it's not Knoxville. He suddenly thrusts his hand forward and he grabs you by the throat, and everyone's like, ah! like, choke slam time. Like, if you try and lock in the submission 35 times, I'm not going to do that every time. I can't be like, yeah. oh, ask a lot every single time. Uh, true. Yeah, true. Yeah, so it's, um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm hoping to get some new faces in there or just some new angles. Um, yeah. When you've got, you've got, you know, step one, step two, three, 
I hate it when we just sit on step two and just repeat step two and like yeah it just feels like for the past three years like WWE being so stubborn to just not break up Sasha and Bailey like they teased it in 2018 like when Sasha like eliminated her for the Rumble and eliminated her for the Chamber and stuff and then they just got back together yeah like, like nothing happened and it's just but like, Bailey's heel change is fucking brilliant yeah it's such, so she's good I would never expect to be such a good heel because yeah. of like how she was just. She was basically, you know, a John Cena type babyface. Like, yeah, she literally was the theme of children, like literally yeah. to them. And she's just completely turned on that, and just mm-hmm. I think she's reinvented herself. I, I think she's doing really good with that. It's an absolutely brilliant. Team but with like question to all of you: If Bailey and Sasha are to feud, who do you think should stay heel out of them? Because someone has to turn Bailey. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Because I Sasha, agree. I think Sasha should win it, and that will. She'll win and she'll get the title and she'll be like, yeah, I'm finally my own person now and she's going to go face and then Sasha's going to be like, my best friend left me and she's going to be heels. And then Otis cashes in on Sasha Banks. Yes, of course he does. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut Last up. night, I'm, I'm not even joking, last night all I was saying was Otis, Otis, Otis. And now yeah, I mean, that's also another criticism for the show is that the entire night we were thinking about whether Otis is going to cash in or not. So yeah. We couldn't really concentrate because he's talking about Otis. Shame it didn't happen. <laughs> it's, but the ending, which we will get to, we'll was, get to. Yeah, yeah, was yeah. anyway, uh, before that, uh, Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre, the semi main event. So we're nearly there. Um, WWE Championship. Yes. Before. What I'm picturing at the minute is like Sasha and Bailey in the ring, and then 20 members of Retribution or Caterpillar to the ring. Like, <laughs> give, me the way the, <laughs> give me the way the next See? is used to like Man. everybody get on the apron at once. Everybody step in at once, just like everybody caterpillar ringing from someone like, right around the ring, and then Otis comes with a glass of water on the desk, and it's just like shaking because of all the caterpillars coming <laughs> close. Jurassic Park stuff. Yeah. <laughs> See, Lee gets it. Lee gets my Otis retribution angle, and anyone who listens Otribution. to retribution. <laughs> Oh, Maybe Lee's a retribution. Who knows? Holy shit. Oh, that's not retribution, man. Whoa, is that, a, is that a fuck WWE sign in the background? Oh, shit. Anyway. <laughs> um, what? I was just making it. You know how they have the W with the X? Oh, right, yeah. Like, he's got that on a poster. With some sh- very poor humour. Anyway, uh, main... Well, not the main event. Uh, Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. What did we think, chaps? You know what? We watched it while we were really tired, which I think played into why we might not enjoy it as much. But after thinking it, I thought it was cool because the main thing I took away from the match is that no finishes were hit. No. When when you're conditioned as a wrestling fan, when they kick out or finishes so many times, when they have a whole entire match without finishing, it makes it more impactful. Exactly. I think also because the RKO and the Claymore kick are both like two of the best finishes and two of the most protected ones. So Same with the sister Abigail. It was good to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it was really, it was a very good match with all the falses, the tribute to Ric Flair when, when they hit the figure four. Um, and as well as the end result, I really wanted to see McIntyre drop the belt to Orton. Yeah. But he, I think we need to see McIntyre have the fans uh, because yeah, he he's did. a massive fan guy. Like he worked, especially on the indies, he did his own thing on the indies and the fans loved him. It is such a shame that his first world title reign has came during COVID. Yeah. There's no yeah. fans. So I think he would be so, re- like the fans would be so receptive to him if he, um, there was a crowd. So I think he's just perfect baby face. At yeah. the moment. I think he's having a very good run as is Randy. I think Randy's having one of the runs of his career right now, so. which is something I would never expect. Yeah, like no. 
someone told me in 2020, Randy will be one of the best. I would have not have thought that. Yeah. So what I was going to say was, do you think um, that... So, so someone put on Reddit or Twitter or something that Randy Orton apparently wants to equalise with John Cena's 15 and Ric Flair as well, uh, the 15-16 world title reign. Do you think Randy Orton is the person for that? Obviously, he was the, the youngest at the time. Is he still the youngest? I don't... I think he was in 2004, didn't he? Yeah, but how old was he? It was like, he was, like, was he 20? He was pretty young. He was the youngest world heavyweight like champion anyway. So. Yeah, youngest world heavyweight champion, and now he's pretty, what, 12 times, 13 times? 13, I believe. I believe do you, 13 there. Do you think he's the right person to equalise or, or even beat the record? I, I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it at all. Um, I What you mentioned, Tom, about, um, about you kind of want to see Drew in front of the crowd and he deserves that moment. And I totally agree with you. But there's always more money in the chase. Um, so, you know, it's why babyface champions get nothing of a run and heels get these long, long runs because yeah. you want to, like Bailey, you want to pay them off. So I could, honestly, part of me thinks that maybe they, and I love the fact they avoided the finishing moves. Wicked. It, like I said earlier, painting with different colours. Um, yeah, you're right. You're right. Now that I think back on it, it was actually a better decision. Yeah. What might what it might have been is you know as the veteran Orton might have been like do you know what we've probably got two or three matches let's sack off the finishes in this one and we can do five hundred finishes in the next one and I wouldn't be surprised if like Orton wins the title and then as we start getting crowds back then McIntyre wins the contendership back and everybody yes. back in. we we do WrestleMania all over again and Edge get involved that, that's like, that's yeah. that's kind of what I thought because I saw that that was some rumors that was a rumor that was flying about for a while that uh, the WWE creative want to take the belt off Drew so that they can give it back to him in in front of a crowd which makes perfect sense yeah perfect and there was sense. also another rumor recently that uh, they were going to give Orton the title now so that to set up a match with Edge at Mania next year for the title. And that's why I was sort of thinking that that would mean that Orton's going to win last night. And luckily that wasn't the case because I don't think Orton should have won. I think you can still do all of that. You can still have him versus Edge at Orton for, have him versus Edge at Mania for the title if you wanted to next year. You know, you can take the belt off Drew and give it, give it back to him. He just needs a good lengthy run. Because although it's been how many how many months? Four 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 months. Three, four months since Mania. Mania. Mar- uh, April. Yeah, four, April four, March. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. It still feels like it's quite a short reign, and we st- there's still so much more that he can do. With but it would yeah. be nice to see something where like Randy Orton and Andrew and Brock Lesnar, and yeah, they're the three people who you can always see in the title picture for the main title in the business now. It used yeah. to be people like John Cena, Triple H, Randy Orton, Randy Orton again, Randy Orton. Ran, you know what I mean? It's, it's, and Drew is now the John, like Drew is now the face of the company, I say. Not just because he's a champion, but because he's done his run. And, and he's Otis is the face of the company. <laughs> um, but I would love to see WWE, I've said this a lot, go for an era, maybe drop the belt to someone like Andrade, like if he won the... Money in the bank. I thought, you were, gonna, I thought you were going to say our oh, truth. <laughs> I thought I was going to say that too. I was going to agree with you. I was like, yeah, yeah, give that. Our truth is no, like go through, go through, go through different people who've never who you don't see. Like we do see him, but you don't in a way. So someone like someone like not Otis. Uh, like when Dolph Ziggler, Alberto Del Rio, they were champions back in the day. Sheamus was a champion. 
Give Cesaro a belt. Yeah, give I was, Nakamura I was, I was the belt. Give Cesaro it already. Give, you know what I mean? Give Nakamura. Give, Naka, Naka, give Nakamura right, the belt. Right the wrong of Nakamura not winning at Mania in 2018. Right that wrong. So we should now in lockdown, we should go through this period when they've got this opportunity to yeah, go through different titles. Test people out. And I guess that's what the waters. I guess that's what they're doing on SmackDown in a way. And that is exactly that has been our essay on why Otis should successfully cash in his money in the bank contract. Thank you for reading our essay. And everybody stood up and clapped. <laughs> <laughs> and did the caterpillar. Didn't happen over the year. And did the caterpillar. And did the caterpillar, yeah. <laughs> and did the caterpillar. All right. Ned Ferg, what was the last match of the evening? It was rope. Oh, no, sorry. Not yet. Oh, Not oh, yet. Oh, oh, oh. oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Uh, so it was Braun. I was just going to do the Braun yell, but. Braun Strowman versus The Fiend, who is fucking terrifying. We watched it last night, and the, well, even when he did his intro on SmackDown, I was looking at it, and he's so he's, he is terrifying in the Thunderdome. Some of the best like character, was, like aesthetic building WWE have done in a very long. Poor Alexa Bliss. Got <laughs> yeah, poor Alexa Claude. Bliss. Man. She got Mandible Claude, and then got fucking gorilla like military press by a six foot ten man. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a bump. If she had, if she actually to take that bump, that's unbelievable. Um. But yeah, it was. It, I don't know. I don't know if I enjoyed it or not because I've seen the fiend too much no, now. Not, I love the fiend. This is one of my lower matches. Really? Yeah. I loved the ending. The ending was beautiful. How Braun ripped up the apron and then exposed the phone, uh, the wood. Sorry. And then I thought, I thought he, I thought for a second, holy shit, is Braun something to do with retribution? I think overall the mystique Ooh. of the fiend has just been killed at this point. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, there's no mystique to it anymore. There's nothing like really refreshing about that, nowadays like that, I think they exposed them honestly that's why I liked what they did at what was the last pay per view Extreme Rules was not the one Bray Wyatt yeah like the, the actual original match. yeah that's why I like what they're doing with that because you've got Bray Wyatt at the minute is kind of uh, he, you know he's kind of like a, a Matt Hardy or a Mick Foley at the minute yes, where he's yes. got like three he's got loads of different personalities and he's just when he's just using whatever and they all work together because you've got you know Bray who's like the normal guy and then you've got you know the guy who's kind of cracked in the head but he still thinks he's good you know the firefly you know like happy-go-lucky one and then you've got the fiend at the same time because it's all sort of like three competing personalities which I think they should do a lot more of because the more you emphasize the normal Bray and the uh, like Firefly Funhouse Bray, the more you emphasize the fiend when he actually shows up. You know? It's good. It, it keeps you on your toes because, like, yeah. do you remember how in NXT, every time Finn Balor did the demon, he won? Yeah. And it's yeah. Yeah. Him yeah. With the demon. Yes. Oh, shit. Oh, now it's going on, right? No, in the same vein, at the minute, we think of Bray Wyatt like that. Like, we think, oh, well, if he's the fiend, he's going to win. And if he's any of the other ones, he's probably yeah. going to lose. Mm-hmm. All it takes is one either way. And like like Undertaker losing at WrestleMania, that'll do it. Like yeah. as soon as the fiend as the fiend wrestles somebody and the other guy wins, you're gonna go, oh shit! Yeah, second Goldberg yeah. hit that scuff and like, won. I knew that was it. Same with like, regular Bray Wyatt. You put regular Bray Wyatt in against somebody yeah. now, and oh okay, you know the other guy's gonna win. Yeah. Regular Bray wins, and you're like, damn, you've got a strong guy here. Yeah, but you, what exactly? But what what didn't make sense is. No one's really kicked out of the Sister Abigail before, and it's meant to be this really OP finisher, especially as a fiend. And Braun kicked out twice. 
No. He did backstage. Bro- Braun kicked out. I'm sure kicked out. He said this. You said this last night. I don't think that's true at all. I've definitely seen people kick. There out aren't many well. finishes nowadays that no one's kicked out. I'm, I, oh, I might be thinking of the end of days. Yeah, the end of days, no one's kicked out. Right? Yeah, okay, yeah, sorry, my mistake, my mistake. How can you confuse The Fiend with Baron it's Corbin? It's the same movement. Well, it's not. Baron Corbin, God. They're so similar, you know, The Fiend and Baron Corbin. They are always, yeah, you know, always the mixing mask, them up. The mask, the yeah, suit, the, the hair, same, the same, same build, same same like hair, of course, you know. Yeah. Both cousin, yeah. Wait, the Fiend was the one that won, <laughs> Fiend won Key of the Ring, right? Didn't he? Yeah, Fuck yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> the end of the... What did you say, Lee? I don't know if you guys there's a stat on Reddit, right? Where um let's say who's the last person to win King of Baron Corbin, right? So people have worked out that let's say Baron Corbin won it. If King of the Ring was a title and it would, you know, next time somebody pins Baron Corbin, this guy gets it and it moves on, right? People have worked out that at the minute, Drew McIntyre technically has about 12 different titles, right? Because of who he's beaten. Because uh, and they include King of the Ring, King of the Road, the right to marry Lita. And uh, Dominic's papa, Pappy, right? Because Dominic's Pappy had technically, it was with Edge and then he retired. So technically retired the title and then he came back. Orton beat him. Orton became Dominic's Pappy. And now Drew has beaten him. So technically Drew has like 12 belts. And someone was like, oh shit, what if Dominic beats Drew? He will become his own Pappy. (laughs) Oh, that, that. Oh my God. (laughs) That's fucking brilliant. That is well, some time think? travel bullshit. King, that... of the, King of the Road happened in like the nineties. That was like yeah, Dust- and it, it just... that was like Dustin Rhodes like in the nineties like, and like WCW, and they both got five for that match because they bladed. That's just Roman Reigns. He just beats people up. True. He's got cool But anyway, this is my now. That was SummerSlam 2020. He also got new teeth. Oh, he did. Overall. Bit bit average, as uh, yeah. I think there was a lot of placeholder matches, a lot of placeholder feuds that they were just waiting to get to get everything up and running. I was going to say ten out of ten show, but always didn't catch in, so I'll move that to a two out of ten. <laughs> anyway, Lee, there was something very big that I've been excited for since uh, I've seen it. Well, since we last spoke to you, you sort of sort of talked about it, but you've developed this massive thing. That is premiering very soon. Do you want to go into detail about that before we end the show? Yes, uh, I am the leader of Retribution. No. Um, <laughs> All right, thanks for the shoots and jobs. Well, last time I was on here, you tried to get me to say that I'd signed with AEW, so I, I thought I better have something. You mean, you mean Fergus trying yeah, to get Fergus. to say that? Yeah. Yeah. We were looking at our notes, and we had nothing about that. And Fergus just goes, oh, so you signed with AEW then? <laughs> what were you doing? <laughs> Thanks for having me on the podcast, boys. Uh, really appreciate it. Yes, to hype up the big project, Thursday, September 3rd, 8pm. Not just the biggest promo that I, as a performer, have ever done, but I'm going to be ballsy and I'm going to say the biggest promo anyone in the British wrestling scene has ever put together. I spent a month and a half shooting, a month editing, and now probably about a month and a half hyping it up. It is the season premiere of Hustle Malone, a 300 gigabyte video file that I have taught myself new skills on how to, not just editing, I've been editing for like 15 years. I've been teaching myself some fancy new skills on how to do this thing. Big hype. Uh, while a lot of your favorite Brit Rest stars might have taken the foot off the gas during lockdown, I have not, and I've stepped on the gas even harder than I ever have. So check me out, Hustle Malone, at Malone Hustle on all your favorite socials, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all of that. Thursday, September 3rd, 8 p.m. 
go and check it out, the season premiere, Hustle Malone. If you're new to British wrestling or if you're new to me, you are not going to want to miss this big boy. Anyway, uh, you can also catch my podcast online, the Show Day podcast with Hustle Malone. I speak to all your favorite Brit Rest stars. And to verify that stat, yeah, Drew McIntyre uh, has linearly become the King of Kings, as well as Dominic's Pappy, the King of the Road, owner of WWE, has the right to date Stephanie McMahon, marry Lita, and holds Kurt Angle's Olympic gold medal. Not bad, not bad. I think he's the WWE champion as well, but uh, I'm not too sure. Anyway, thanks very much to the shoots and jobbers, lads, and I'll see you in the Retribution group chat. Peace.